Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hey, thanks for joining me again this week on Healing at the Speed of Light. I am your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree, and I'm very happy to be here with you again today. We're bringing shoulder information to the forefront in this week's research review and shoulder pain specifically related to rotator cuff injuries. If you've had shoulder pain or chronic shoulder issues, then you've probably heard the term rotator cuff. Or if you've had family or friends that have had that before, then you've heard this thrown around. What does it actually mean? What is the rotator cuff? What happens when it's injured? What are the treatment options? Do you always have to have surgery for a rotator cuff injury? Well, if you've been with me for any amount of time, you probably know the answer to that question is not necessarily. There are frequently other solutions out there. But before I get any further into this week's content, I want to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Laser Therapy Institute. Laser Therapy Institute is a network of healthcare providers across the country who use the best techniques and the best equipment in laser therapy to deliver the very best possible results for their patients. If you're looking for laser therapy to be a part of your recovery or healthcare journey, then you can go to lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can look up at the menu bar there. You'll see a link that's titled Our Clinics. If you go there, there will be a map of our clinics and you can see who is near you. If you're having trouble finding someone near you, just send me an email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org, and I'll try and help connect you with a professional laser therapy provider. But let's go ahead and get into what rotator cuffs are, what they do, and what happens when they're injured. So many people, when they hear the term rotator cuff, kind of imagine this circular support structure inside the shoulder around the joint that kind of holds the joint together. And that's not entirely accurate. This, this is kind of a difficult term because rotator cuff just refers to a collection of four different muscles in your shoulder that help to rotate your shoulder. Now they do kind of form a circular attachment, which is probably where that term cuff comes from, but you need to understand the rotator cuff is not one specific structure within the shoulder joint. It's not actually inside the joint at all. It is around the shoulder joint that these muscles attach. And again, it's just four different muscles that attach. So a rotator cuff tear could be a tear in one or multiple of these rotating shoulder muscles. And because we're talking about muscles, these muscles are connected to the bone by a tendon. Many times in a rotator cuff injury, the tendon is what is injured and it can either be completely torn or it can just be partially torn. And the partial tears are much more common and in a lot of cases are more painful. A partial tear in one of those rotator muscles will produce a good bit of pain and inflammation and difficulty in moving the shoulder, uh, but you don't necessarily lose function of the shoulder entirely. And if you have a complete tear of a rotator cuff muscle, you will have some loss in that range of motion, but a lot of times less pain because the muscle's already torn through. It's not generating as much pain. You might just have a couple of different motions that you simply cannot do with kind of a low-grade aching in there. 
Now, not every shoulder pain issue is a rotator cuff problem. There's a lot of other structures in the shoulder that can create pain, including the ligaments. The joint itself can create some pain if you have arthritis going on. Bone spurs can cause problems. The bursa in there can get inflamed and cause bursitis. There can just be simple irritation of these tendons as well. They don't have to be torn. They can just be inflamed giving you rotator cuff tendonitis. So there's a large variety of problems that can happen with the shoulder. A rotator cuff tear is just one small subset of problems that can occur. So realize just because you have shoulder pain doesn't mean you definitely have a rotator cuff tear. To get that figured out, you need a thorough physical exam and then usually some kind of imaging, whether that is an MRI to look at the soft tissues, or potentially even a diagnostic ultrasound. Diagnostic ultrasound is quite interesting because you can look right where it hurts. You can even move the arm and the shoulder while looking at the muscles that you think might be injured. And you can usually get a really accurate diagnosis, which is pretty exciting stuff, especially because it's way cheaper than an MRI. A lot of times MRIs these days, for shoulders at least, are between two and three, sometimes even four thousand dollars. Whereas a diagnostic ultrasound is a lot of times less than 200 bucks. I use diagnostic ultrasound in my practice. I found it to be very effective at diagnosing rotator cuff tears, and it saves my patients a lot of time and a lot of money. So just to recap, the rotator cuff is a collection of muscles. It's not one specific structure. It can get injured. It can just get irritated and inflamed. It can even have complete tears though, where you have some level of disability in the shoulder, but not every shoulder pain case is a rotator cuff tear. That being said, rotator cuff tears are pretty common, especially as we age. Once you're over the age of 50 or so, athletic events especially can lead to rotator cuff tears or even just repetitive motions from things like housework, vacuuming, I mean, silly little things that we do over and over. If the shoulder's not moving correctly, it can place strain on those muscles. They can end up getting inflamed. They can partially tear or all the way tear. So that's what's kind of happening when we're talking about rotator cuff injuries. It might help if you just look up a quick Google image of the rotator cuff. It might help you get a little better idea of what that really looks like in there. Now there's another layer to shoulder pain as well and that is that in stroke patients up to 84% of people who have had a stroke will develop one-sided shoulder pain within about six months. And while we don't exactly know why that is, we think it might be tied to nerve irritation and damage from the stroke, or even just improper motion, because with a stroke, a lot of times the muscles are impaired and they don't move normally, and people end up developing rotator cuff tears or frozen shoulder syndrome, adhesive capsulitis. And so it's very, very common to see shoulder pain in stroke patients as well when they didn't really start with a shoulder injury, but now they've got shoulder problems in addition to their other struggles with having a stroke. So all that led up to the study that I'm going to talk to you about today. And this study is titled The Effectiveness of High-Intensity Laser Therapy in the Treatment of Post-Stroke Patients with Hemiplegic Shoulder Pain, a Prospective Randomized Controlled Study, essentially saying we're looking at how laser can work for patients with one-sided shoulder pain after a stroke has occurred. 
Now, this study was published in Lasers in Medical Science in April of this year, 2021. So this is a brand new study. And I tell you what, there is some really exciting stuff in here. It is pretty neat. So let's go ahead and talk about what this study looked at and what that might mean for you. Because again, it's not every case of rotator cuff tears that need surgery. The study opens by saying, while the treatment of rotator cuff tears can be conservative or surgical, many of them, especially partial thickness tears, symptomatically improve with conservative management. Conservative management, that's going to be non-surgical things like exercise and stretching, rehab, even some injections for anti-inflammatories. Those are all kind of contained within that conservative management. They go on to say, in recent years, high-intensity laser therapy has been considered as a treatment for shoulder pain. High-intensity laser therapy increases microcirculation and tissue regeneration and lowers edema, inflammation, and pain with its photomechanical, thermal, electrical, and biostimulating effects in deep tissues that cannot be reached with low-intensity laser therapy. Now, let me just take a break there for one second and say we're still not talking about surgical lasers or lasers that create a lot of burning or tissue heating or anything like that. We're simply talking about therapy lasers that are class 4 lasers put out a lot more light than some of the older low-level devices, which can still produce good results. But these researchers are saying that there are some advantages to reaching deep tissues that can't be reached with the lower-intensity lasers. They go on to say that high-intensity laser has some advantages over low-intensity laser, like we were just talking about. Having higher power, greater tissue penetration capacity to deep tissues, and the short emission time, meaning that the treatment can be done faster and you're getting more light into those deep tissues. They go on to say, in this study, we intended to investigate the effectiveness of high-intensity laser therapy on pain, disability, function, and quality of life in patients with shoulder pain accompanied by partial tears of rotator cuff tendons. In addition, it was intended to research the effect of laser therapy on the size of these partial tears of rotator cuff tendons using an ultrasound to evaluate them. They say with the thought that high-intensity laser therapy may positively affect muscle ruptures due to its features such as increasing cell metabolism, vascular permeability, and blood flow. Basically, they're going to evaluate not only the pain and function and range of motion of these folks with shoulder pain, but they're also going to evaluate the size of rotator cuff tendons with the theory that it might actually repair these rotator cuff tendons. Now that is really exciting because in many cases of partial rotator cuff tendon tears, surgeons don't really want to go in and do a surgery on something that's not all the way torn. Now if you have a full thickness tear, many times surgery is the only option, but with a just partial tear, which is much more common, these researchers are saying that their theory says maybe we can do a repair and improve symptoms by using laser therapy. So they set this study up with 44 patients and they split them into two groups. Now one group got exercises five sessions per week for three weeks. So 15 visits to the PT pretty much over just a three-week period. And then the other group 
got the same exercises, but they also got three sessions of high-intensity laser every week for those three weeks. So exercises five days a week and laser therapy three times a week, again, over a three-week period. So we're talking a total of 15 sessions of exercise and nine sessions of laser therapy versus the second group, which only had the exercises delivered. And these researchers were using, again, not a surgical laser, but a therapy laser that was high-intensity class 4 laser. They used between 7 and 8 watts of infrared light delivered to stimulate the repair of this rotator cuff tear and reduce pain. And they used a very high dose, up to about 100 joules per centimeter squared, which might not mean much to you, but just trust me, that's a lot of light delivered to a pretty small area. So they really pushed aggressively to get a lot of light into these rotator cuff tear areas. Now before they started treating, they went ahead and measured in both groups the size of that rotator cuff tear by using ultrasound. They measured range of motion, they evaluated pain and function, they evaluated the muscle motor recovery rate, and spasticity and quality of life scores. So they covered not just pain, but also the actual size of the tear and how it is affecting the day-to-day -day living of these patients. So this is a really neat study because so many people do get sent to physical therapy for a rotator cuff tear. Does that actually work? You know, and does laser therapy potentially make a big difference? Well, the results of this study say yes and yes. They say both groups, the group that had just exercises and the group that had the exercise plus laser therapy had significant improvement in terms of pain, disability, and range of motion. Again, just within three weeks, good improvements in all those categories, but the improvements in pain and disability, function, quality of life were much better in the laser therapy group compared to the group that had exercise only. Now here was the really neat thing, that the size of the rotator cuff tear did not change in the exercise group. It stayed the same. Even though they did feel better, they had better range of motion, less disability, you know, for those folks that had just exercise, but the rotator cuff tear itself did not change, all right? But in the laser therapy group, they had the quality of life, functional improvements, improvements in pain and range of motion, they also had significant decreases in the size of the rotator cuff tear. These tears started to heal up just within three weeks. Significant improvement in these rotator cuff tears. The researchers say that these results strongly suggested that high-intensity laser therapy could restore partial tears in the supraspinatus muscle, and that is the most commonly torn rotator cuff muscle. So that is some huge news. In just three weeks, just nine sessions of laser therapy, they saw significant improvements in rotator cuff tears and pain and function and range of motion and in quality of life. And these are in patients that have had a stroke, so they've already got additional challenges that they are going through. Now, I have seen this myself in clinical practice. It is not unusual at all to be able to evaluate a rotator cuff tear, do laser therapy, and see good improvements in the size of the tear and the patient's function and range of motion, but it's really neat to see it proven in a research paper like this. So if you're going through a rotator cuff tear, 
issue, you've been maybe referred to physical therapy, don't settle for exercise only. You should be looking at laser therapy as a possible additional treatment to help your rotator cuff tears improve faster, potentially even be restored like was shown in this paper. And if you have additional questions on how this works or you want to find out more, again, head to our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. Thanks very much for listening in. If you haven't left us a rating or a review yet, please scroll down if you're on your iPhone and go ahead and leave us a review. Let us know what we can improve on. Let us know what you enjoy hearing about. I'd love to be able to take the opportunity to improve what we do here at Laser Therapy Institute. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast and get updates as we publish a new episode every week. Just hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you're accessing this podcast. Again, thanks very much, and I'll see you here next week. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.